Prepare, respond, serve. This is the Five Stone Podcast, where the Five Stone Pro Staff brings you years of real-world professional experience from the front line. Let's do this. What's up, guys? We're back again, Five Stone Podcast. Uh, Today is going to be a little bit of a different type of a podcast. It's our first real book review that we've done. And I want to do this because the person who wrote this book is a very good, dear friend of mine and probably um, the strongest sense of the term warrior that I can probably ever, that I've ever known. Like, I've never known anybody that fights this hard every single day, day in, day out, just to live life and to make an impact on other people. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, Chris, you know him personally. Uh, Renee, I know you haven't met Tim. Hopefully you'll get to. Um, an amazing, amazing story. I try to hold this up so the cameras can see it here. Tim Roy Jr. is the author. The book is called Warrior Spirit. Okay? So, um, it's a true life story of overcoming obstacles and stereotypes. So, if you look at the, at the cover of the book, you'll see that you got Tim sitting there in a wheelchair. Right? Um... The story is more than what you would think. It's just like, oh, we've got somebody with, you know, maybe a physical disability or whatever telling a story and saying they overcome. It's a lot deeper than that. Because I'm going to go through, I don't want to just give you every single page of this book, but I want to go over some of the highlights of the book so you understand the importance of it. First off, I want to start by saying thank you to Tim. Um, he has been a very good friend of ours and more so a brother than a friend. Uh, I've known him for a long time, and I have seen this man overcome more challenges than any human being on earth, period. And um, the things that he has gone through in his life is more than just a physical disability, which we're going to get into, but um, he exemplifies what a warrior really is. He is 37 years old, as, as, you know, as of today, making this podcast, and uh, he lives every single day. He wakes up every day and fights like period and it's not a fight of trying to just survive it's a fight of becoming better becoming stronger getting more independence of sharing the word sharing the mission and trying to get other people to have encouragement and like he legit does this every day of his life stuff that he doesn't have to do he chooses to do it because that's how determined he is so tim thank you for the book thank you for your service for um people in your community for all over the world and your message now is going literally all over the world. Our podcast has grown. We're in several countries. So, you know, your mission from Columbia, Kentucky that you did, that you probably never thought would go there, as of as of now, this is all over the entire planet, okay? So people everywhere are going to be hearing your story, okay? Guys, you can find this book on Amazon. They've got it on. He's got it on Kindle. He's got the, the e-version of it, or you've got paperback you can buy. Strongly recommend checking this out. It's a the way it's written too is really cool. It's not written like a you know an autobiography. It is, but it's more just raw. It's like a guy just talking. Yeah. It's not. It's he is an extremely intelligent human being. So it's not like it's written more laid back, relaxed because he's not a good you know author. Right. He. Right. He, it's it's on it's on purpose really because you just relate when you start reading the book. He just it's like you're just sitting across the table talking with him. So it's it's a really cool technique of how he, how he's written this book. So on page five of the book, it really kind of highlights everything, and it says the purpose of this book is to let people know that the will of the mind and the limitations of the body. I'm sorry, let me read this again. The purpose of this book is to let people know that the will of the mind is greater than the limitations of the body and weighted chains of society. Hmm. 
So like as I was flipping through the book and reading it, you know, I, I got stuck on that one thing. And I highlight it's all big and bold. The purpose of the book is to let people know that the will of the mind is greater than your limitations and change a society. So I'll let you know from right there, man, he's not just dealing with his own physical limitations, right? Right. You're getting into a whole nother world of what everybody else thinks about you, of what everybody else puts restrictions and limitations on you. You know, mm -hmm. like I've always said, man, this guy has got such a strong will I've never seen, and this book kind of shows it. So um, Tim was born at, I think he's like 24, 25 weeks, you know, around three months early. Um, really slim chance of survival. He was hospitalized for a long time. He finally got sent, uh, discharged home. And um, he talks about in the book how his mom was kind of not really present and his dad really wasn't, that you know, that much part of his life. I don't know if it was a thing of, he didn't know if it was a thing of fear or if it was a thing of just irresponsibility or what it was. But they were like not really a big strong part. And so uh, his grandmother and, her, and his grandfather, her name is Linda, and his grandfather's name is Arvel. But he go he calls Linda Mama, right? In the book. And so you look at it, it's like a almost like mama when you hear him talk and it's just really cool to 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 know that they're that close. And uh Linda is a force to be reckoned with. I have never seen a woman who will step up and fight for somebody like Linda. Okay. <laughs> It's incredible. It's awesome. And you'll kind of go through this book and you'll kind of see why. But yeah, so she kind of started taking over and kind of helping take charge of his care and his life and stuff, right? And so uh, his, and he talks about in the book how his mom kind of started, they were noticing that he wasn't having the developmental milestones, wasn't able to set up and do the certain things he should be able to do. And like, man, this, there's something's going on with him, you know, because he was like, you know, went without oxygen for a long time. You know, they had to resuscitate him and do all this stuff. And so ended up being diagnosed with cerebral palsy. Okay, so if some people out there that aren't familiar with what cerebral palsy is, cerebral means brain, palsy means, you know, weakness or maybe a, a, a trouble coordinating your muscle movements, right? And so when you get that, there's an issue in the brain that just interferes with you being able to have controlled muscle movements or maybe you're weak or whatever it might would be. So um, with that is comes a lot of complications in life. It's, not, it's more than just walking. You know what I'm saying? It's it's having speech. You know, it's having the strength to set up and to just do daily, you know, care for yourself. So um, <clears throat> they they wanted to, they go saw this doctor and this doctor was like, hey, uh, we're going to we're going to cut the tendons in his legs so he doesn't have so much spasticity and see if it'll help. And it actually set him back farther. He ended up having more problems. Right. And so from he talked about in the book, he said, so like from birth, I was screwed. And that's what he <laughs> yeah. says in the book. And if yeah. you don't know, Tim, he is Tim. I love you, but you're the funniest smart aleck I've ever seen in my entire life. Like he is, man, he, his brain is so sharp. Yeah. And he is one of the most intelligent human beings I've ever met. And just because he can't get the words out like we can. Because he has that muscle control, people will tend to look at him and cast judgment, like, "Oh, you right, know, it's right. a, it's a mental retardation or something." But it's not. No, you know, right. it's just a physical issue that he has controlling the muscle movements. But man, you know, he talks about in the book. He goes, "Yes, yeah, so pretty much from day one, I was screwed." Mm -hmm. You know, and that's yeah. just Tim's attitude. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's funny. But anyway, so he went there and they had the surgery. It was not a success. Complicated problems, and then. Like I said, his his he writes in the story that his mom and dad really wasn't taking very good care of him. They weren't changing him, so he had like he basically had feces and urine all over me all the time. So my mom would come pick him up and then pull over on the side of the road when she would leave their house and like change him and get him clean and all this. Yeah. So 
he puts in there a note. He said, you know, his mom's boyfriend started abusing him. Mm. Okay. So you got this kid at a young age sitting here in a wheelchair or wherever he's at, laying on the floor or whatever, Lord knows, putting cigarettes out on him, burning cigarettes out on his flesh, flicking ashes on him, just torturing him, you know. And he had it in his mind that he wanted to get strong. Now, this is from a kid, okay? He put in this thing. I had a goal to get big and strong and to get revenge on this man. <laughs> that dude, that's Tim Roy. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. He is just, he is the most determined human being. And he knew right then, it was like, man, I'm going to pay him back. Right. I'm going to get strong and I'm going to get him. But then he realized, and this is Tim, in intellectual side, he's like, okay, so the best way to get back at this guy is to rise above his hate and become successful and prove him wrong. Right. So then right. he sets out on a mission. I'm going to show this guy that mentally I'm fine. Right. right. I'm going to prove to these guys that I can I can do this stuff. So he gets out. He gets into school. And, um, you know, as he gets into school, he starts talking to the teachers and stuff about maybe what kind of program he's going to be in or classes he might want to take or whatever. And he puts in there, he said, I was arguing as a kid with narrow-minded teachers. Wow. <laughs> that he was that age and able yeah. to realize that. It's like they're telling me, he's like, oh, you can't take his class. And he's like, right. He's like, Why can't? Not? <laughs> I, I can take this class. And like, no, you're not going to be able to pass it. And he was like, you know, so anyway, in Rose Linda. Man, she takes up for him. She lets him have it, man. She's like, no, there's no reason why he can't do this. So you don't. He puts in here, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. And he put in here that uh, they talked about putting him in special education. And she said, he will be in special education over my dead body. <laughs> you know? And, and, said, and minute. Yeah, yeah. She does minute, yeah. And if you don't know Linda, you should. Nobody messes with Tim or you'll face the wrath of Linda. Correct. That's one of the notes that I had in here. So... And I put this note in here, and, I, and I'm kind of it's being brutally honest. I've, I, I'm not going to say I've never done this because I have. You know, you see somebody maybe in a wheelchair that has trouble verbalizing, right? And you almost automatically kind of think, well, if they can't get it out, it's cognitive. Maybe there's some cognitive going right. on. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I hate to admit that, but I almost have too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I know that there's people who aren't that way, and especially in the medical field, you start you learn that it's not like that, but. If you're not medically trained, you would almost kind of lean that way. You know what I'm saying? They can't get it out, so there's got to be something cognitive when mm-hmm. it's more just your muscular. Physical. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They can't Physical. get it out. Yeah. Right. And so he realized that this is a perception he had to try to overcome, which is just which is awesome. So um, he got the school district to get the first uh, handicap bus. You know what I'm saying? Because they didn't have one until he came along. And, like, he got a power chair. So, anyway, so as it goes on, he gets more surgeries done. He gets a rhizotomy, which is where they go in. They'll, like, deaden the nerves or clip the nerves or whatever to kind of help with the, the spasticity and stuff to try to help him, you know, get better and come along. And um, he started going through a lot of recovery, going through PT. And then he got into gym class one time. This is a really cool story, man. Like, it's really kind of pissed me off, to be honest with you. Like, he said he was in PE class. And I guess he's just so stubborn. Like if you don't know Tim, right. like, and you hear this guy yeah. in this wheelchair talking crap, talking trash to you, like being so <laughs> stubborn and bullheaded, like, I want to do it. No, man, you can't. I'm going to do it. So, like, man, this kid won't leave me alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's who Tim Roy is. And so he was wanting to participate with something in the class, in the PE class, I forgot. And this PE teacher 
told him, okay, you get behind your wheelchair, walker, whatever it was he had, and you push it on one side of the floor and push it back, and you can participate. Ain't that some BS. So, obviously, he couldn't do that, right? Right. So he said, all right, you can make laps around the court. So he puts in the book he was making laps around the court, getting hit in the head with dodgeballs mm-hmm. and basketballs. And he became you know, frustrated or whatever, wanted to participate and be a part of the class like everybody else. And this teacher put him at the top of the stairs in his wheelchair by himself outside and locked the wheelchair wheels and left him. And his aide came back, and his aide's like, what are you doing out here? Right? So... Here comes Linda to the rescue. Right. Right. <laughs> so, well, you hear it all the time, you know, oh, kids are mean. You know, kids are the mean ones. You know, kids can be so cruel. But I, it, in my experience, kids are just doing what they see, what you allow them to do. Mm-hmm. If he would have, if that situation had went differently, I guarantee you those kids would have accepted Absolutely. Tim as just one of, the, one of the rest of them, you know. Yeah. Uh, we've got to quit just assuming that kids are this or that because they're not you know that's well, that goes for anybody no, sir, cause he's, uh, you're that's exactly right because in the book he talks about when he would join school like at the first of the year or like when he went to high school and he was like all nervous you know like everybody's got their cliques and their friends and here i am what are they going to think about me and stuff and how he hit he talks I, I immediately got new friends i immediately got like people yeah man i went to school with he was a few years younger than me but i remember from school you know and everybody loved him sure you know and he had aides and stuff that just cared for him and watched after him and do whatever you know they could do for him and people loved him really you sure. know what i'm saying like he's yeah. just he's just awesome dude but his um he after this whole situation with the pe teacher this is how bad it was okay he gets pulled into the principal's office and I'm not lying to you. And if there's ever a chance that anybody out here listening to this podcast has a chance to get a hold of Michael Jordan, <laughs> he needs to hear this podcast. Right. And you're about to find sure. out why. So do it. Call him. That's right. Yeah. Um, hang on. I got him my phone. Hang on. Yeah. Right. MJ. Well, yeah. So um, anyway, so Linda comes to rescue. They get called in the principal's office, and they're talking right. And the principal compared the attempts uh, his attempts to participate in regular sports and activities as her making biscuits she's just not good at making biscuits either mm. some people just can't do everything they want to do that's why we're where we are as a nation exactly and he just talks about getting infuriated and the, the assistant principal speaks up and says uh you can never be a Michael Jordan. Who does this? You know what I'm saying? Like, what kind of society does that? He just wants to be treated fairly. And he put his response in this book, and it's on page 34. It says, a tr- this is Tim's words. This shows you, Tim Roy. A true warrior pursues what God puts in their heart without giving much thought to the criticism of those around him. Dude, I got cold yeah, That's crazy. Yeah. So he's sitting here, and he's like... They're comparing me to making, I ain't going to use the words Tim used, making biscuits. Right. Like, what in the heck is going on in here? These people have no clue. 
And these are supposed to be people in charge of his well-being, right. his safety, put him at the top of stairs and locking it, you know what I'm saying? His future. Right. Yeah. And so let, now let's recap up to this point. So he was born without a hardly of chance of survival, right? He was hospitalized for I don't know how long. He gets discharged home with parents that weren't even taking care of him. And then Linda comes to the rescue, tries to help take care of him, but she didn't have custody. She's trying to help do whatever. And then the mom hooks up with this you know, boyfriend who's on drugs or whatever, and then he's abusing him. And it's just like hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. Like nothing's going right for Tim, right? He's stuck in a wheelchair. He's got feces and urine all over him, and it's like he's just trying. So then he's like, okay, I'm into school. I'm meeting friends. I'm having relationships. I'm doing this. Like I'm starting to feel like a normal person. And then the freaking staff turns on him. Sure. And tell him, oh, well, your disability is like me trying to make biscuits. I can't make good homemade biscuits. You probably can't do everything you want to do either. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Hey, you're never going to be Michael Jordan. I mean, come on. That's All awful. Right. Yeah. So, so um, he's talking about being in high school and the whole new atmosphere and the different challenges and stuff. And then, like, his mom tried to come back and get into his life a little bit. And she sent his one of his cousins down and was like trying to like, oh, you like this now? You like this? And we're giving him gifts and shirts. And he knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. And then one day his mom shows up and he just like, nope. He didn't want anything to do with her. You know what I'm saying? He just he just cut her off. And that's kind of hard to hear, you know, but you got to think about that's in his mentality and his psyche and all that he's gone through in life. He probably just didn't want to have another letdown. It's mission right. baggage, bro. He was protecting himself. Mm. That's all it is, man. It's I think that, you know, I've met Tim on a couple of occasions and always enjoy talking to him, but you can tell there's a focus with him that is unwaverable, if that's a word. But I'm sure he looked at her and was like, not mission baggage. That's going to be too much weight for me to carry, and i got a mission. That's exactly what he said. He said, hey, you want to talk to your mom? She looked at her and said, nope. Yep, there you go. Good for (laughs) you, And never said something, he's like, no. Right. You know, like he just, he couldn't do it. You know, he just didn't want anything to do with it. Straight talk. Yeah. That's why Tim is. So then <clears throat> he says he's, he's, his, his, Linda, Linda's talking to his mom and stuff, and she says, uh, uh, I'm sorry, go, go backtrack a little bit because I meant to put this in there. So Linda's up at the school talking with the, the superintendents and the principals and all this stuff. And one of the things she says during one of her occasions was, I want to tell you something. This is quoted in the book. I don't sugarcoat anything for him. I tell him he can do anything else. Anyone else can do if he puts his mind to it. And it's not a matter of sugarcoating anything. That's simply what I believe. And then Tim again said, I got to prove him wrong. Right. So here's a guy who can't participate in class. You know, he's been an outcast. He's been abused. He's been tortured. He's been belittled. You know, he's got friends that support him and love him and his, and his grandmother and stuff. And his own family's kind of turned his back. And then, like, he said, I was laying around the house one day in the floor watching TV or something. He said, and all of a sudden, I got this weird, weird feeling of, I need to do a push-up. He said, his words, now what mine? He said, I've always been kind of lazy. Sits around, he's pudgy, he just watches TV. You know, I mean, think about it. He can't go out and run or for a walk or whatever, right? So he just lays in the floor. Right. You know, and he's like, I just felt like I need to do a push-up. So he goes, and he said he did a push-up. He was like, huh. So he's been developing himself intellectually, and he was like, physically, I can do stuff. So then he starts working out himself three, four hours a day, doing push-ups and crawling and rolling around the floor. 
Okay, like intentionally trying to be like, I'm gonna get, I'm, I'm gonna do this. You know, try to prove these people wrong. So it's like uh, he had a new goal. He said, my new goal at that point was to walk across the graduation stage. Uh, he's going to walk and pick up his diploma and prove those PE teachers wrong. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's going to prove everybody wrong that watch me. Watch what I can do. And this is how Tim is, man. It's awesome. So I call it, he didn't put this in the book, but I call it Beast Mode Activate. Because that's just, <laughs> that's Tim, man. So uh, he trained, he went physical therapy three or four times a day, three four hours of training. In the book, he talks about a guy named Mitch Magnus, who was this well-known PT guy who actually helped with Christopher Reeves and Superman and stuff, you know, who came to help Tim and do this stuff. And he said, I would repeat to myself, I will not fail. I have to walk across the stage. I'm going to achieve this goal or I'm going to die trying. And that's, uh, that's Tim, man. So come time for, I think I think this PT guy was supposed to be there with him to help him and encourage him, whatever. He was, I mean, you can imagine how nervous you would be. Sure. You know, you're in front of, I mean, our schools around here aren't that big, but he was in front of probably, I don't know, 800 students or whatever it was, 500, I don't know, plus all the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole town gathers to these graduations, right? So you got gymnasiums just packed. You can't, people standing because they can't sit down. And then, He's sitting up there, and then, like, he was waiting, and this guy was sick or something. He couldn't come or something happened. And then right before time, this dude shows up. <laughs> and he's like, they'll let anybody graduate, won't they? <laughs> and then he said, I was just happy, you know. He said then he got there, and he said he helped him stand up out of his wheelchair. He gave him his walker. And he walked across the stage. I got coaches again. He walked across the stage, and the place erupted. He said it was just dead silent for the longest time because they're like, what's he doing? Why is right. he getting a walker? Right. You know, Tim, don't walk. You know? <laughs> and then he got up in this walker, man, and started going across the stage. And then the crowd just went nuts. And the superintendent told him, I put it, I caught, he said, I've been doing this for a lot of years, and you're the most impressive young man I've ever given a diploma to. You know? So at that point, man, he just gave him all the middle finger. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's, that's freaking Tim, dude. So anyway... Um, so he goes on to college, and even his college professors and stuff, he's told me in person. They told me that I was never going to make it. They told me that it's useless to me going to college. You know, you should, you're going to die from a kid's age, and, you're, you know, you're just going to progress. You're going to get worse. Why are you wasting your money and your time and all this stuff and stressing your families? And why are you doing all this, you know? And uh, anyway, so he's going on to college, and he said he, he got so frustrated with the move and trying to be in a dorm with his roommate. And having those limitations because he wanted to be independent but still stay at home. And, like, he was struggling so hard. And then, like, he he said, I, I decided to quit college. He said, I'm, I'll never forget that. He said, I, was, I, was, I told, you know, Linda that he wanted to quit college. And he was one morning to get up in time to go to school. He was, he was laying there. And she walks in and, like, rolls over and says – or he rolls over and says something to her or something because she walks in his room. And he said, I heard this voice. And I just believe it had to be God. You know, I said – do you remember who you are? Do you remember what I put you here for? Go and do it. And he said, he turned over. She was like, you okay, Tim? He goes, I'm ready to go back to school. <laughs> you know? And then Tim graduated with a double major from Lindsey Wilson College. Right. Criminal history. I mean, uh, criminal justice and history. He, I mean, this dude is sharp, man. Yeah, man. Now he's freaking intelligent, but now this is not this is that's that's the intellectual side and some of the physical accomplishments. But now it gets really cool because this is where I really kind of got to know Tim. I knew him through school and seen him, but we really kind of got to know him. So I'm in martial arts class, right? And we're training hard, and all of a sudden here comes Tim Roy in his wheelchair, and I'm like, "What's he doing here?" You know what I'm saying? 
And uh, our instructor walks up. He goes, hey, I need you to teach me martial arts. And I'm looking like, uh, I'm, I'm, what? I got to do what? You know, and Tim's just looking at me, you know, and I'm like, okay. And I'm like, man, how am I going to do this? Because his hands are kind of contracted up next to his chest. You know what I'm saying? His his, his arms are. His hands are kind of closed in tight and just real rigid and stiff. You know, and I'm like, how am I going to teach this guy martial arts, man? Like, what do, I, what do I work on? You know, and I'm trying to figure it out. And I'm like, okay. So I, we get a like a staff with a long stick you'd fight with, right? So we get this long stick, and I take it, and I, I'm trying to thread it in his hands, right? So he's got something to hold on to. So I put the staff inside of his grip, and he's holding on to it. And I start doing push and pulls with him, right? So I'm working on his flexibility, trying to get him to come out farther, and then he will he'll pull in, right? And then he'll push while I push back. So we're doing this strength building really slow, trying to get those muscle fibers and condition. And we would take the staff and we'd twist it. So he's got to work on his grip strength and stuff, you know? We started doing that, started working on with different stuff. And like, he developed like so quick. It was amazing. Like, he started doing stuff like we eventually got like a cart on the back of his wheelchair, like a I think it held baseball bats. We put like weapons in there. <laughs> he would have a cane that had a sword built into it because nice. nobody know that he couldn't walk if he didn't want to. He was just in a wheelchair, right? So we yeah. had his thing and had a freaking sword in it. And uh, <laughs> man, he ended up competing in martial arts tournaments, right? <clears throat> Winning trophies. Went on to do part of a stunt film. Tim Roy, right, doing stunt films and become, got, I forgot what black belt he got in martial arts and, like, legit could take somebody down. His, I told y'all before we started this, but his worst, best technique that he does, which I hate because he's such a smart aleck, <laughs> is when you punch at him, he will come at you and he will, I mean, when you come at him, he will take his hands and hook you and pull you down and pull your face into his joystick on his wheelchair. Right? right, and poke your head into it or your eyeball, which makes the wheelchair move, which runs over you and throws you in the floor. <laughs> and the whole time he's got this evil laugh and he's cussing you. I'm just like, dude, I swear, <laughs> I hate you, man. You know, and he'll just laugh and he's just like, I got you. Right. You right. know, like he's learned to adapt. You know, and do what he can do, and that's just freaking awesome. So, I love you, Tim, but I hate you at the same time because you've hurt me a lot with that wheelchair. And then he would take a stick and like he got to where he would swing the stick. You know what I'm saying? Like hitting him. I mean, massive bruises all over us from him swinging that thing. It's crazy. <laughs> so then he started trying to get some stem cell treatment. He went. He flew out to California and met with a guy, and it's adult stem cell, so they would take do a bone marrow biopsy and then sure. spin it down and reinfuse it with his and IVs and stuff and give it to him. And he started getting on muscle mass, started, started building up some strength, and, like, started being able to walk more with his walker. And, like, man, it was just – you could just tell. Like, I would, I would see him, and he's starting to beef up, you know, and I'm like, man, that's cool. And then one day, I remember we was in class, and then Tim – he said, hey, I want to try to walk. We're like, what? He said, I want to try to walk. So I got on one side, and Jeff Coffey got on the other side, and we held his arms, and he made massive loops around. You know, I'm just like, without a walker, just holding on to us, you know, which is like the coolest thing ever. But anyway, Tim has got – I'm going to read the culmination for this book straight from the book because I want you to, to, to hear his words. But Tim has got some literary works that he's done. He never stops. His brain doesn't shut down. He's created a kid's version of this book called The Adventures of Tim and His Amazing Warrior Spirit. And he takes out some of the dark stuff, maybe a few of the, the words in there. So it's, it helps kids that have disabilities. You know, so you can get this book and read it to those kids and give them hope and give them encouragement, which is just freaking amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm covering chill bumps again. Like, it just kills me because I know that this is Tim's mission. But um, he's made a video, Six Keys to Martial Arts, Health, and Self-Defense. And... 
it encourages people with disabilities to be able to still participate in that stuff. Like, here's what you can do. Like, I do it. Why can't you? Like, quit having an excuse. There's no excuse. You know, get after it and start doing it. And um, anyway, so the, this book is on uh, Amazon Prime. It's on the Kindle version. And um, really check it out. If it, it helps Tim with all the COVID stuff right now, he's kind of decided to hold off a little bit for getting another stem cell. But the, the proceeds and profits from this, like they've done community events to help them raise money to get stem cell because it's so expensive. Sure. I think it was like 10 grand. I may be wrong, but it's pretty expensive. It's pretty expensive, yeah. So, Helping that, just buying this book and passing it around, buying that DVD, buying the the kids book, you know what I'm saying? All that stuff helps help him to be able to save some money for another stem cell whenever you know maybe this COVID dies down or he feels like he's ready to do it. But I want to read to you this culmination real quick and we're going to wind it up. So, all right. <clears throat> this is the words of Tim Roy Jr. Here we go. In spite of the critics and doubters, a warrior must follow his path through completion and be willing to accept the consequences as well as the rewards. When I call myself a warrior, I'm not comparing myself to a combat-hardened Navy SEAL, such as the esteemed Marcus Luttrell. But life has dealt me plenty of blows, and I've been able to respond and give back just as much as I've taken. That's awesome. I've been able to give back just as much as I've taken. Whew. If I were a weak-minded and weak-willed, I would have never made it past the first grade unless it was a case of social promotion. You know, hand me out. You know, right. he's not wanting that. I definitely would not have achieved the level of a black belt that requires 10 years of sweat and dedication. To me, a warrior does not always mean a killing machine that never feels any pain or has any flaws or fears whatsoever. A warrior means being able to overcome all obstacles, pushing past them, and achieving your goals. Now, I'm not here to answer to anyone on earth, and I refuse to bow down to anyone or anything other than my God. Some people say there is no God, that God doesn't care. But I know that would have been impossible. It would have been impossible for me to survive, thrive, and accomplish all the things I've experienced without God's hand on my life. I believe that my mission on this earth is to serve a purpose for God and to be an inspiration to all those that feel or have been made to feel inadequate. Whew, that's crazy, man. I am not, nor I'm not the best, nor do I claim to be greater of any one particular skill. There are a lot of things I struggle with on a daily basis. Hopefully, on this quest to better myself, I can inspire others to do the same. The older I get, the more I realize that it's not one's purpose in life to be deliriously happy at all times, but to simply leave this world a little bit better than how we found it. We don't have to stay in the same situation that we're born in, but rather rise above any obstacle. Once we reach a certain stage, we have a responsibility to give back to all those around us. Though I often mention God in this book, I'm aware I've used a few four-letter words. <laughs> I don't claim to be a biblical scholar, and I don't attend church on a regular basis. I just feel that with everything I have overcome in my life, with everything I've accomplished, it would be arrogant for me not to acknowledge God's hand in my life. I don't want to offend anyone. I realize this book is going to be a little bit controversial, or going to be controversial. I've said some things that certain people aren't going to like, but I want to be clear that everything in this book comes straight from my heart, and I will gladly accept the consequences and the rewards for telling the truth. Can you imagine what everybody could accomplish if we all had that mentality? I can. Like, we wouldn't be where we are right mm -hmm. now. Anybody. No. no, we sure wouldn't. We would have martial arts class, and people would come in, and they're like, oh, I'm, I, you know, I kind of feel bad today. Can I sit over here and not do my workout? And we're like, no. He's in a wheelchair. And they're like, <laughs> crap. <Yeah. laughs> you know, like I have used that sure. a thousand times in my life. Like it, it destroys the victim mentality, man. It just destroys it. You can't. It, 
I mean, nobody can hold a candle to that. Nobody. Right. <laughs> On my worst day, I'm still up walking most of the time. Yeah. You know, I still have full function of my arms. Yeah. There's, I would say 99% of the people listening to this podcast are probably doing better than Tim physically on a, on Absolutely. a, good, on a bad day. And having had the horrible and upbringing and the things that he yeah. had to deal with. And, and still go can't through. hold a candle to him. That's right. <laughs> and I know this has been a kind of lengthy podcast, but I didn't even go into the details. Oh, I know. Yeah. I skimmed yeah. through it, you right. know, like. The book deserves to be read, period. Yeah. And the he, story needs to be told. It does. And. I really, I'm not doing this because Tim is my friend, Tim is my brother. This is, honest to goodness, this is one of the most powerful stories I've ever heard. And I just happen to know the man, you know. And there is no warrior in comparison to him in my mind. I, I don't know one that's undergone that much struggle. And every single day he wakes up, and you'll, you'll, you'll see him. He just, he, he's rolling around the floor training. He's wrestling with people like, hey, come over and let me try to try to grapple, try to fight me on the ground. Because if I get knocked out of my wheelchair, I don't even know what to do. Right. And he's so gutsy. I could use the other word, but he's so gutsy. <laughs> like, he, as a kid, he said he would take himself when, his, when he got his electric wheelchair. He would take it and unbuckle a seatbelt and run it off the ramp. And if it's how he would start inside, then run it off the ramp and just so he'd knock him out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he has no fear of anything because of what he's been through. Right. And if people had that mentality of like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why am I afraid? Right. Okay, so yeah, maybe I'm afraid of getting attacked because um, I'm in this wheelchair. Well, then train to be attacked in the wheelchair. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? That's his whole mindset. Yeah, it's, and he's got opportunities that you and I don't have. I don't have a wheelchair to run over top of somebody. And he knows that. <laughs> he yeah. uses that to his advantage. Yeah. I mean, he's a classic example of, of using what you've been given. Mm-hmm. And you and taking it and using it, and not using it as a crutch. Yeah, using it as a weapon. You know, oh, that's true, man. And that's that's I like that. Yeah, yeah, man. That's that's his whole life. I mean, like I said, I met him on a couple of occasions and got to talk with him a few times. But man, if I like that part at the end there, where he where he says, you know, I've given back as much as I've taken. If we could all just do that, yeah, man. You know how many people can't say that? A <laughs> whole lot. Yeah, several. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think whenever we started doing this five song podcast, Tim realized the platform, you know, because it's a chance for people to realize, you know, like with, and I'm not trying to turn this on to five stone and use it, but I'm just saying like, that's what we do. Prepare, respond, serve, right? Our purpose is to give back to other people. And, and like once in life, once you reach a level of maturity, you realize it's not about you anymore. That's just everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, but most human beings come to that realization of this isn't about me. Life isn't about me. I think that the jobs that we do is, you know, for 12 hours, for, for, for people that don't know what frontline jobs require, it's 8, 10, 12, 16, 24 hours of giving yourself nonstop. Yeah. Even when you're sitting still, you're giving your emotional self, you're giving your physical self, at times you're giving your life. You're definitely putting your life and your family's lives on the line every day. And so I think that we come into it a little quicker, that we understand that, you know, it's nice to give back because there are other people that are out there giving of themselves right. all the time. So if we can just give them something back instead of asking something of them, mm -hmm. then... It, it helps us. You know what I'm saying? And that, that goes for anybody, cops, police, or excuse me, police, fire, rescue, uh, frontline medical staff, um, 
I'm sure there's some that I'm missing, but you know, uh, definitely your soldiers, obviously. But I think we see it so much that we're like, man, we. I know how that feels. I need to. I need to correct that. I need to mm-hmm. do my best to give back. Yeah. Even though we give a lot, uh, and I'm not patting us on the back because we got a long way to go, but that's what Five Stone does. Right. You know, it's that. It's that ability to to make a change. You know, that person's fixing to quit, and then. You know, they hear something like this. They get, uh, they meet one of us. They meet Tim Roy by chance. Get to read his book. You know, whatever, whatever it takes. Yeah. You know, we train with them. Whatever, try to build those people up because that's what we're about. And it's contagious. So once that person hears the story, sees the story, sees the people, and like, you mean, I can do this for other people. You know what I'm saying? It's just, uh, it, it's amazing, man. But uh, I don't know, Tim, ma'am, brother, we love you. We appreciate you. And thank you so much for your dedication. Thank you for giving back to the entire planet, to the world with this book and this story. We had a talk the other day. You know, this, a lot of people think about the podcast, and they think this podcast is just something that we try to do to get on here and be noticed or whatever. But this is creating – this is never going away. I could die tonight. And this, these podcasts are still out there. They don't go anywhere. Right. They're on the airwaves from now to – as long as there's internet, they're going to be able to be heard. You know what I'm saying? So our kids, our grandkids, great-grandkids, his lesson that he just taught out of this book is going to be heard. You know, Lord knows where. And whatever time, at the right person. And God puts people the people at the right place at the right time for things like that just to happen. So it's yeah. part of a bigger plan. Story's got to be told. Yeah. It's got to be told. And, then, you know, if there's people out there that are struggling, yeah. reach out to us. Reach out to Tim. Good point. Order that book. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it takes. Yeah. You know, there there is a way out of your problem. Tim Roy's a, a shining example of that. I tell you what, if somebody's interested in having Tim to come and do a presentation or a speech or to put the books up for sale, to do whatever, let us know. Five Stone, we'll, we'll come there with him and support him and help it all happen, you know, because yeah. that's a story like you'll – You'll never hear, you know, and we can help him tell the story, do whatever needs to be done. Y'all better tag Michael in this so that he can get his attention. All right. <laughs> Heck yeah, Martin McGordon. Yeah, that's right, yeah. MJ, seriously, you're a good ball player. You ain't got nothing on Tim Roy Jr. I, I hate to tell you, man. You know, yeah, it's always about like MJ and LeBron. Uh, Tim puts him down to shame. Right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and I believe MJ will probably agree, you know. So, but yeah, yeah, Michael Jordan, seriously. They talked trash about him, said he'd never be Michael Jordan, but he ended up surpassing Michael Jordan. I hate to say it. But. All right, guys. Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We're getting ready to start a series right now that's going to be probably the hardest thing for me to do as a professional and for us to do as a professional. It's going to be called Trauma Talks. And it kind of bases – kind of this is a good segue, I think, from his book to what we're going to be doing. And it's talking about the things that we've experienced in our life and the struggles that we have as frontline workers and how it's impacted us. And we want we want the public to know and to understand what your frontline workers go through and the stress that we see, the recurrent stress that we see, and how we try to adapt to that stress and how it impacts our lives. And so we want to to have this as a as an opportunity to connect with the public and to hopefully reach out to other people and let people see that, hey, I'm struggling with things as well. I'm struggling with issues and problems just like these people are. How can I get some help? Who can I talk to? And 
you know, we got Renee on today because, you know, they've done played a big part here locally and put some promotions out and try to help people with depression, anxiety, and suicidal and help save lives already. So it's a big thing because as you're struggling, you're going through life, man, that warrior spirit's where it's at. And so our Trauma Talk podcast is coming up next, so check that out. And I thank you guys so much. We appreciate every single one of you. Thank you, Tim. Love you, brother. Let me know if you need something, man. Good deal. Why do we just fade that out, Blake? Because it ain't playing. I exit for some reason. Forty minutes. This has been a production of Five Stone and River Right Productions. Guys, I want to thank you so much for your support and time, and ask you to check out our very own gourmet coffee line. Five Stone Frontline Coffee. Guys, we take part of these profits and give it right back to the front line. That's what we're about here at Five Stone. We want to support those people who support us every single day. It helps to continue our missions on the front line here at Five Stone, and it helps to give back to the families of the fallen heroes that have served and sacrificed everything for you and for me. So when you have a cup of Five Stone Coffee, you're not only having gourmet coffee, you're giving back. You're joining the mission, and you're helping us to serve other people. So by getting our classes, getting our materials, getting our frontline coffee, you're joining our mission, and we cannot thank you enough for your support in this. Guys, check us out at fivestoneusa.com. That's the number five, fivestoneusa.com. That's where we're at, guys. The information we give you on this podcast is for informational purposes. If you need good in-person training, guys, reach out to us. We can come to you and help you with your needs. Guys, don't forget, prepare, respond, and serve, because someday you will be somebody's first responder. Your time is coming. Will you be ready to answer the call? If not, Five Stones here to help you become prepared to respond and serve. Thank you so much, guys. God bless each and every one of you. Train hard to be ready.